You're listening to the Fired Up Podcast Network. Let's get fired up. Welcome to the Fired Up NFL Draft Podcast with your host, Daniel Garrett, uh, part of the Fired Up Podcast Network. We're going to be talking about edge rushers today. We're going to get a two-part podcast here. We're going to do about nine players today. Next week, we're going to get our nine, ten players in. Then we're going to give, give, give my rankings here at the end of it. We're just going to talk a little bit. going to be a nice, short, simple podcast. Going to just go over nine players. Those nine players are Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon, Drake Jackson from USC, Brenton Cox Jr. from Florida. Then we got all the Ohio State guys that are draft eligible. Tyreek Smith, Zach Harrison, Chavante Jean-Baptiste, and Tyler Friday. We'll end the podcast with a little Andrew Chatfield talk for anyone that's into that. And Jamario Moon. Um... We're just missing one of the Florida edges. So we got all the Ohio State edges, all but one Florida edge, Drake Jackson, and Kayvon Thibodeau. So let's get right into it. So first up, we have Kayvon Thibodeau out of Oregon. Um, widely, widely considered the best edge rusher in this class. And so far, I would agree. Um, very, very good player. Uh, high grade. Better than anyone in... Um, Last year, 2021, um, I have Chase Young a little bit above him in terms of what Chase Young put out his senior year versus Kayvon Thibodeau. I meant not senior year, uh, junior year for uh, Chase Young versus what Thibodeau put out as a sophomore. Obviously, we're apples to oranges, not apples to apples. Can't wait to see what he puts out this year. A little concerned that there's been some stuff about him playing more off-ball linebacker. Not that he's bad as an off-ball linebacker. It's just when you have a top high-end edge rusher like this, a top five pick edge rusher, you'll want him as an edge rusher. You don't want him playing off-ball linebacker. Get all the reps you can as a edge rusher. So, a little bit about Kayvon Thibodeau. Where's number five? If you go watch the film. Uh, fantastic first step. Just explodes off the line of scrimmage. Very, very explosive player. When he gets into a guy, it's very explosive. The guy goes back. He has great power. He is just good all around. But we're going to talk about the best parts of him are that first step and that explosiveness and that power. He is good against the run. Does a very good job playing against the option. Um, Can hold at the point of attack disengage and go get the guy high motor player high high motor player where you're getting out of him a lot of versatility as well places far in his four eye can go out play as a seven five nine tech whatever you want stand up be a three four outside linebacker if you want hey he's played like a four three outside linebacker as well so now do you want him there no but is he just an athletic freak enough to where he can play there in college? Yes, he can. You don't really want him there. 
Really, you want to mess with edge rusher? Four eye, all the way up to nine. Stand up bend, hand in dirt, three point stance, does not matter. What he's going to do, he's going to be able to collapse off the edge, stop any runs inside. He can play the jet well. Like I said, great against the run. Um, he has a good bull rush, very good rip move. Um, solid spin move there as well, I saw. Um, fantastic punch. Fantastic punch. Get that initial punch into the lineman. Try some back a little bit. Has good counters. He always tries. Even if he stopped it on the initial rush, he keeps going. He keeps trying. Very high motor guy. He has everything you want out of your top five, top ten pick at edge rusher. You just hope Oregon uses him as an edge rusher this year. That's what you're hoping for. We want to see him. His best game was USC 2020. His worst game, honestly, was Auburn 2019, but he did improve a good amount from the all from the 2019 film. Um, the only 2019 film I did watch was Auburn. Um, significant improvement across all four of the 2020 games I watched. Um, his worst game of those was Stanford. Um, they were all very excellent. His worst game is better than any game I've watched of anyone else. It's very, very high-quality player. Um, very consistent. Doesn't have bad games. So, he looks to be the top edge rusher in this class going into next year. Next up is Drake Jackson, the edge rusher out of USC. Um... Watched three games of his. Um, best game was Arizona State. Worst game was UCLA. Um, had a lot of inconsistency with him is his problem that I found. That UCLA game was not very good. Um, it's on par with a lot of these low-ranked guys. Not the not low, low end, but a lot of your third-round grades. It was very on par with those guys. Um, his highs were very high. You should see why he's considered a first-round pick caliber player going into the year his highs are high his lows are lows he's a versatile player you can put him in hand and dirt five tech probably going to be best as a three four outside linebacker he drops into coverage a lot can play a little bit as a stand-up linebacker has played out even in the nickel over guys that are in the slot just giving them a nice push being out as the flat defender in zone um Again, it's another thing where why why are college teams dropping their edge rushers so much? And not even just their edge rushers, but their best edge rushers. Stop dropping your best edge rusher so much. If you want to do it a couple times a game, go ahead. But stop dropping your edge rusher every other pass play. Okay? Stop it, college College defensive coordinators, listen to me. Stop it. They're your best edge rusher. You know what they should do? Rush the passer. They should rush the passer because they're your best edge rusher. So stop dropping them all the time. Okay. Um, in terms of him, solid at Chang blocks. Very good rip move. Um, nice dip around the edge. Great, great spin. Great, great spin move. Has some good bend. Um, could use a little added strength. Um, 
we'll get into the season. We'll get a deeper look at these guys, but that's just a nice little um, wrap-up for Drake Jackson. Hopefully, we'll get a nice full season. Again, these guys, Thibodeau, Jackson, played in Pac-12. Very, very short season for them. So you hope you get a full season out of them. Hope they have health. Um, like I said, only watched three games of Drake Jackson. But uh, good player. Um, just hope the inconsistencies work themselves out. Next, we have Brenton Cox Jr., edge rusher out of Florida. Watched three games of his. His best game was Texas A&M. His worst game was Georgia. Um, right now, you're looking at him as probably a sub-package edge rusher only. Um, you don't want him defending the run. That's why. Um, he's not good at that. Um, he's He can stand up or he can be in a three-point stance. His most explosive first step is out of that three-point stance. He is explosive when he does that. He loses a lot of explosiveness when you have him standing up in a two-point stance. So you're going to want him in three-point stance. You're going to want him as a sub-package rusher right now. He can line up. He's lined up 4-I, wide 9. He can stand up. He can play linebacker. Well, again, you don't want him playing linebacker because he's your best edge rusher. But they do. He's played linebacker. He's dropped into coverage. Again, I went on this right earlier. Stop dropping your best pass rusher into coverage all the time because um, he does that a lot as well. Um, it's a very good spin move. Decent hand usage. Not the best. Um... Again, the big concern here, he needs to get better as a run defender. That's where a lot of the concern is going to be at for Cox. He needs to get better as a run defender to be a first-round pick. If not, he's going to be with all these other Florida edges that have came out recently. Grenard, Zuniga, all those guys. They're third-round picks. That's where he's going to end up if he does not improve as a run defender. Next up, we have Tyreek Smith, defensive end out of Ohio State. Watched three games of him as well. His best game, Clemson, 2020. Um, by far his best game. Um, he was the best defensive lineman in that game. Um, you can argue Haskell Garrett or Togiai. They were also very good as well. But he was right up there. He was by far the best edge rusher. Better than anyone Clemson had in that game. Better than anyone else Ohio State had as an edge rusher. Um, very, very physical player. Worst game, Nebraska 2020, which is surprising because Nebraska's tackles are not good. Um, very physical, like I said. Plays with a lot of power. Has versatility. He can drop into coverage. Um, doesn't do it that much. Good. Good for you, Ohio State. That's one good thing you do as a, a defensive coordinator, Coombs. Um, that's about it. But you don't drop your good pass rushers in the coverage all the time. Um, defense around decently well. Has a pretty good bull rush. Uh, good rip move. Has nice bend around the edge. Can really dip that shoulder, get around the edge um, decently well. He can play in a stand-up or a three-point stance. Um, end of games when they were up big, you saw him kick inside to a three-tech. Um, Again, not something you necessarily want to do most of the time, but a third and long situations, late game situations, if you want to get more edge rushers, more speed, more pass rushing onto the field, it's something you can do. 
So provides a little bit of versatility there. Next up, Zach Harrison. Again, another edge rusher at Ohio State. I watched four games of his. His best game, toss up between 2019 Clemson or Nebraska in 2020. And his worst game, Indiana. Um, Saw some people saying Indiana was his best game. I could not be farther from that opinion. But Zach Harrison is a player. I could not be farther from some of the people on. Some people have him as their second edge rusher. I do not see that at all. I don't see any pass rush. He just doesn't do it. He's a very, very good run defender. Might be the best run defender of this class. Placed the option fantastically. He was forcing the handoff or forcing the pitch perfectly. Playing the quarterback. And he was able to get out and go tackle the running back even on a pitch. He was fantastic as a run defender. Was able to get into the blocker. And he was able to disengage well. Tackle very early on. Wasn't no five yards down the field tackle. So he was able to stack, shed, tackle. Very, very effectively. He just does not do anything as a pass rusher. He doesn't provide any moves. I didn't see an effective rip. He didn't have an effective spin. He didn't even have an effective dip and bend around the edge. He didn't do that effectively. Great athlete. High upside guy. But if you can't provide anything as a pass rusher, there's no reason you should go in the first round. Absolutely none. So... He has to get better at that. Now, versatility-wise, he is a bigger, longer player. So he doesn't have that same versatility that a lot of the guys who we were talking about earlier to stand up as a 3-4 outside linebacker or even stand up and drop into coverage. But he does provide the versatility. He kicked inside the nose in the same pass rush situations, late game or long distance, that we saw Tyreek Smith. We talked about him earlier going into as a three-tech. We saw Zach Harrison go down. He even played some nose. Played some three-tech, played some one-tech. Very, very uh, reliable option there. As a late-game situation tackle. Um, But he's going to be best as a run-stopping edge rusher right now. Um, it's, if there, if there is not improvement this year, he's not going to go high. He is with perhaps the best defensive line coach in college football in Larry Johnson. So if anyone can get the pass rush out of him, it's Larry Johnson. So this is a big prove it year for Zach Harrison. If he does not show even a decent amount of improvement. He doesn't have to be some elite hand usage guy. He has the athleticism where if you can get a little bit of hand usage, get a little bit of moves, teach him even how, even if it's just a a dip your shoulder, bend around the edge type of thing, if we can just get him to do something as a pass rusher, he can fly up the board. But at this point in his career, he is just not good enough at that to be worth any sort of high pick. He's a mid-round player until he gets any sort of pass rush. Right now, all he is is a great run defender. Next is Javante Jean-Baptiste. 
Gotta throw a little bit of French on that name next time I see it. But Edge Rusher out of Ohio State. Watch four games of him. Um, best game was actually back in 2019 Northwestern, um, which is surprising because you have a very, very, very high caliber player at left tackle. Rayshon Slater was very, very good. Went 11 overall. So, you you know, he played against him a little bit. Again, it was kind of the same thing where he's switching back and forth sides. Not always going against Slater, but... The fact that he did do a good job against him and the few times he did go up against him, very, very positive sign. Now, very limited in terms of his, uh, in terms of playing time. Um, again, we're talking about right now probably the third edge rusher for Ohio State. Um, I mean, back in 2019, you kick him down even more because um, of... Chase Young, and then you still have Jonathan Cooper, who was ahead of him both in 2019 and last year. So you were talking about fifth edge rusher in 2019 and your fourth edge rusher probably in 2020. So very limited in terms of how much playing time you got. But you saw a little bit, saw a little flash, um, decent against the run. Um, misdiagnosed a little bit against the option, got fooled a little bit. Um, and it wasn't always a stick-on-your-responsibility quarterback. Um, he would even go out, fly out to the running back, and just let the quarterback go. Um, so it wasn't even just, uh, hey, you're sticking to your responsibility type of thing. Didn't make the play on it. No, this was, he flew out onto the wrong guy sometimes. He just made a lot of mistakes in that. Um, got a little deep a lot of times against the run. Um but dropped into zones, provide a little bit of versatility, has a decent first step, um, solid rip, um, set him up outside, right back inside. Um, like I said, decent hand usage. Um, could use a little bit more power. Um, a little bit of a smaller guy compared to the Harrison's and our next guy, Tyler Friday. Um, more in the Tyreek Smith mold. In terms of what we got for the Ohio State edge rushers, you got Gene Baptiste and Smith, very similar guys. The next we'll have Friday, Harrison, more similar guys. Um, so we'll get a little bit more playing time, maybe, depending on what happens with uh, high recruit Jack Sawyer. Um, see if he beats out Gene Baptiste and Friday. Um, if so, we could be looking at very similar playing time. Um, Jean-Baptiste still has two years of eligibility actually left with the COVID year, so I would not expect him to be a player that comes out. Um, same with Tyler Friday, who will hit next. Um, but I would not expect Jean-Baptiste to come out. I would expect him to, if he's the fourth option this year, he'll at minimum hop up to a third option next year because Harrison and Smith are going to be gone. Um You'll have Sawyer, you have our high recruit coming in. Maybe he beats out Gene Baptiste, but at worst, Gene Baptiste becomes your third edge rusher. So your fourth, play him a lot more. So I would expect Gene Baptiste to be back next year. Needs to show a lot more, needs improvement, again, in terms of strength. In terms of football IQ, could use some improvement because, like I said, he was making a lot of bad reads and he would a lot of times try to penetrate into a gap. And just be so out position that it was a very easy block. Um, wasn't stacking at the line at all. Um, like I said, needs improvement, but 
high upside guy that flashed. So someone to look at going forward. Next up, Tyler Friday. Talked about him a little bit. Like I said earlier, probably not 2021 draft. Uh, 2022 actually draft guy. I got my ears mixed up because I'm an idiot. But so 2022 draft guy is probably not him. Um, looking at him for 2023, he is a senior. I believe he's a redshirt senior. Um, but with COVID year, that would make him have one extra year eligibility. So he could play, could come out because he is old, could grad transfer. I wouldn't mind seeing him at like a Oklahoma program. Um, would not be bad there. Anywhere where really we want him as a five tech, preferably can play like seven, but preferably the farther inside you can get him as a defensive end. The bear has good power. Um, kicked inside to three tech on those obvious pass rushing situations. Um, not very explosive. Explosive. Um, doesn't have great bend. Um, isn't a super flexible guy. Um, I wouldn't say stiff. His hips and his ankles aren't necessarily stiff. But they're also not what I would call flexible. They're kind of like, eh. You know what I mean? Um, so, average against the run. Um, not something you expect when your number one trait with someone is he has good power. Um, usually you expect those power rushers to be better against a run. Um, something he needs to work on. Um, the explosiveness, the bend, it's going to be tough to improve those, but very, very solid college player. Um, like I said, wouldn't surprise me if he ends up transferring out eventually here, um, either for this year or for his last year of eligibility. Um, but... Very, very solid college player. Late round pick can be a special teams guy. Um, I I don't expect him to ever really be a high-end contributor in the NFL. Um, your high-end for him is going to be as a... As a sub-package guy, you maybe get to put him in a little bit. Three-tag provide... And on obvious pass rushing situations, a little bit undersized, maybe uh, bulk him up a little bit. Just give him some decent size. Just say, hey, bull rush this guard. Get a little bit of pressure up the mill. Try to push the guard back into the quarterback. That's your that's your best case scenario probably with him. Um, again, our guy that doesn't really have any effective moves right now um surprising again given how good the coaching is there at ohio state with larry johnson as your defensive line coach um you hope he can improve at that with a little bit better hand usage he can like i said become a decent day three type pick but don't really expect anything because i think he'll be very limited athletically um especially in terms of agility uh even the explosiveness are going to be lacking. So I wouldn't expect any big things coming from him. Gene Baptiste is definitely the player I would be watching in terms of those backup edge rushers for Ohio State. Neither of them should come out this year. But Gene Baptiste is definitely the guy I would want to look at for the, for the future. Next up is Andrew Chatfield from Florida. Number 10 for the Gators. Um, Watched three games of him. Um, Best game was Georgia. 
worst game was Texas A&M. Um, typically, a stand-up player played a few snaps from a three-point stance, but it's very rare. Um, drops into coverage a lot. Um, this is less of a concern with him because he's kind of a hybrid as it is, where he's kind of an edge rusher, plays a good amount, of, good amount of linebacker actually. Um, a lot of off-ball linebackers, so you expect the coverage drops to happen a lot more from him. It's not unexpected, especially given that his best trait is versatility, which is not ideal. Um, very small, um, doesn't have a lot of strength at the point of attack, um, doesn't really have any effective pass rush moves. Um, the only time he even one on a pass rush rep in the three games I saw was a bull rush. Um, blown off the ball a lot in the run game. Um, not very effective. This is a guy where you look at him, maybe he ends up as a linebacker that you are comfortable with as a pass rusher and his coverage improves. Um He's either going to have to improve in one area or another. Um, your pass rush or coverage. It's undecided as of now which one that will be. Uh, because he's not necessarily great at either. But you get a player that can do a little bit of both. And your hope is that one of them improves to the point where he's an NFL caliber player. Which neither are right now. Um, he's... Just going to have to put in a lot of work to get one of those skill sets in an NFL level. And once one of those skill sets is at an NFL level, then that versatility get comes in handy. You get to be able to say, oh, I'm a stand-up outside linebacker. Well, guess what? I have experience as an edge rusher. I know how to rush the passer. I can blitz very effectively. Or you go the other way and you become a good defensive end. It's, A, I can provide effectiveness as a drop guy if you want to play a zone blitz scheme like if you're pittsburgh or if you're baltimore you want blitz a lot of a three four he can hopefully if you get the pass rush improved you improve him as a run defender as well don't get blown off the ball so much you can play him as that versatile guy where you blitz a corner you can have him drop into the flat you can have him drop into zone coverages wherever you want him that's the upside with him, but he just isn't there on either of those yet, and he's going to have a long way to go. Right now, he isn't a draftable guy. Um, going to want to come back, so not a draftable guy yet, but someone maybe you can look at as like you're probably, you're, he's the fourth edge rusher for Florida right now, probably guy to look at down the road. All right, so the last guy we're covering today is Jeremiah Moon, also from Florida. Also watched three games of his. His worst game was Georgia, unlike Chatfields, who be whose best game was Georgia. And his best game was Missouri. Um, he can provide a little bit of versatility, dropping into coverage, uh, stand-up edge rusher or three-point stance. Um, prefers more as a stand-up. Um very high motor player. Again, played some off-ball linebacker as well. But very similar to Chatfield. Um, best trait is versatility right now. Um, a little bit more stout at the point of attack. Um, doesn't get blown off ball as much. But 
Didn't really do anything as a pass rusher. Very, very unimpressive player. Um, someone that definitely needs to improve those pass rush pass rush moves. Definitely needs to come in there with a plan. Doesn't have good bend yet. Isn't great flexibility-wise. He's all right. He's not the worst flexibility-wise, but he's definitely a little bit stiff there. Um, just a very unremarkable player right now. Not someone I would look to draft. Um, again, and our guy needs improvement coming in as edge two, maybe edge three for Florida. Um, probably looking at him staying as long as he possibly can because he needs that development. Um, something that you're more likely to get as a starter at a power five school than you are as a practice squad probably player in the NFL. If he makes a practice squad, if he would go out, he I don't think he would make a practice squad as it is right now. Maybe it would be borderline. It would have to be a team that desperately desperately needs edge rushers. Um, but, yeah, another guy that definitely you want to see the improvement out of, uh, a lot of these lower-end guys are. So that is Jeremiah Moon. All right, so that'll wrap it up for us today. Um, we'll be back next week, talk about some more edge rushers, give a final rankings of our summer scouting of edge rushers. Um, got some good players coming up next week from all things you're hearing. Um, got, uh, got the uh, the Minnesota guy, uh, Mafe and Carl Arftis, I believe. I am awful with names um, from Purdue. Got both those guys. Got Aiden Hutchinson, a guy I saw a little bit last year. Very excited to get to him. Um, we're, we got Nick Benito from Oklahoma. Got a few, got Chris Bogle as well from uh, from Florida, and our guy that we have to hit from Florida, uh, hit all the Ohio State guys, um, and then we got Aodeli Odioe from Texas, uh, got Chris Turner, Christopher Allen, uh, it's George Karloftis, by the way, sorry for the mispronunciation there. Um, got Majai Sanders from Cincinnati to hit, got Trey Williams, got, uh, Xavier Thomas from Clemson, uh, and we'll also hit, uh, Zion Tupuola Fetui, um, probably butchered that one, uh, more commonly known as CTF from Washington, um, is injured this year, most likely going to be a 2023 guy because of that. But you never know. Watch the guy. Watch the tape. So that way you know. Just in case it comes out. Uh, even with the injury. Um, and then Zach Van Valkenburg from Iowa. Um, so those are guys that we're going to watch for next week here. Um, so stay tuned for that. We'll see you next week. Bye.